We're going to put the meta in metal today in the Metal Shop Podcast, talking about metal songs about metal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Metal Shop Podcast with me, Big Frog. Me, Mike Castleberry. And this week on our bi-monthly podcast, <laughs> we're doing uh, metal songs about metal. And um, there's, you know, there's quite a few. I, I broke up my list into songs about metal that I like, songs about metal that I didn't like, and then um, songs that I thought were about metal that are not. <laughs> I so. I kept it pretty brief. I just did five uh songs I like and like an honorable mention. I'm trying to go. think if there's any I don't like. Um or I guess, you know, songs you thought were about metal that weren't, I guess uh you know, that'll be fun. Right. Maybe I'll cut think of a couple in that time period. There you go. So it's been a minute since we recorded. We keep saying we're going to do things more often, and then we don't. Right. Um, we're very lazy individuals now. <laughs> yeah. It's well, really, I don't know about you. There's really not that one of us that's like, no, dude, we got to do it. We got to, like, you know, persevere. It's more like, uh, skip this one. Oh, yeah, skip this one. Okay. You know, but that's why we can't be in a band together. Right. Because neither one of us ha- is like the dude. Yeah. <laughs> that has to that has to get that shit going. Uh, yeah. For me, we need yeah. the guy that's super motivated by fame. And, you know, yeah. we don't really have that. <laughs> I mean, I love doing this, but, yeah. you know, when I got to turn off all the fans in the living room to record mm-hmm. and we're in like a fucking the worst heat wave in California recorded history. I'm yeah, like, no, nope, no, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to sit here in like when it's a hundred something degrees in my apartment. Right. Drenched in sweat. Nude Castleberry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can't <laughs> see that, but I feel like they can, they'll can. they be able to hear my nudity yeah, somehow. Yeah, I think like, so. I think you'll be able like, to that feel That guy it. sounds naked. I, yeah. I can't explain why. Yeah. There's just something moist about him. Uh, <laughs> For but, sure. Uh, <laughs> All right, we got some metal news you want we, to talk we about? Got, we uh, got a lot of metal news. Um, Nita Strauss is in the news, um, and mostly just the internet news, because it's basically, um, she took the gig with uh, Demi Lovato to be in Demi Lovato's band and go on tour, and, you know, obviously it must be, you know, more money and more exposure and everything, but all the dudes on the internet are all, oh, she sold out. She's not real metal. She this, she that, whatever. 
What do you think about it? I think, you know what? I think it's a bunch of dudes that have never picked up a fucking guitar mm. and have never, and or if they have, they've never tried to make their living playing guitar. Right. Like, she put out one of, like, the sickest Shred albums mm-hmm. of the past decade. Mm-hmm. She's been, you know, she spent, like, how many years playing with Alice Cooper? Yeah, a bunch. Before that, she was with the... Uh, Iron Maidens. Iron Maidens. And, you know, which, man, I, I still, I don't know why that bugs. Like, they're sick, but that's such a, like, the least um, interesting, like, way to have a chick metal, you know, Iron Maiden cover band that yeah. just put S at the end. Yeah. It's like, a, it's... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, at least Black Sabbath has stuff like that. Yeah. And we've talked about this in the past, but... Right. It's fucking dumb. You know, there's a bunch of dudes that always want to be, like, the metal gatekeeper. Yeah. They got it. They're, like, the end-all, be-all... Right. ...of who's a poser, who isn't. Right. And it's... Dude... She's got to pay the fucking bills, and mm-hmm. if she gets more work out of this, if she gets more money out of it, mm-hmm. then fuck it, dude. She That's her job. Her job is to play guitar. Yeah. And she's probably, she's still going to get her chance to shine in this band a little bit, and then she'll be able to, after the tour is done, go back to doing whatever the fuck she wants mm-hmm. with more money. Demi Lovato apparently is a fucking head case again already, and is saying this is the last time she's ever going to tour. Oh wow! So this is like a once, once around the horn gig for Anita Strauss mm-hmm. and whatever, dude. Like yep. she's not gonna be not sick at guitar suddenly, right? Like so, I I don't know. I think it's it's just it's fucking corny. Like I fucking anytime I see that pop up in metal groups, I call the dudes fucking calling her a poser, fucking dorks mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> it's. They're fucking dorks. Yeah. It's, you know, for them, it's, you know, I can't remember the exact, the exact quote and exactly who said it. It might've been Mark Marin or something like that, but they said, you know, it's really, it's really easy to not sell out when nobody's offering. Yeah. You know, and sure. it's really easy, you know. So these are a bunch of dudes that maybe they were in some fucking local band like back in the day, mm-hmm. or maybe they're in some like cover band mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever, maybe they have their own gig, but like nobody's offering to buy their integrity. Right. Right. So it's super easy to be like, fuck that. I'm fuck. I'll never play anything yeah. other than metal ever. Yeah. I don't like anything but metal, but this, <laughs> you know, how many of these dudes, if somebody came up and was like, yo, Hundred thousand dollars right now. Play for some fucking pop, yeah. pop singer. Yeah, it'd be you'd be like fuck it, dude. This is gonna. This should be easy. Yeah, I'll go up and strum some fucking little poppy things. Maybe I get to do a cool little solo mm-hmm. during the tour. And you know, um, 
not to get too much, uh, I'm blanking on the chick's name right now. So if you want to Google that while I'm... Ooh. Nina Strauss has said, like, one of her, like, uh, idols was... Uh, what's her name, that chick that played with Michael Jackson all those years? Jennifer Batten. Jennifer Batten, yeah. And she's sick as fuck, dude. Oh, like, yeah. She's, like, the real deal. Because um, a lot of people back in the day thought maybe she was, like... They're playing a backing track or something, mm-hmm. and she's pretending to play like the the solo to fucking beat it, right. and shit like that. Right. But you know, so Nina Strauss has always said, like, you know, that's been a part of her. Mm-hmm. Like, she likes other shit, and like the fact that this, you know, Jennifer Batten, who spent like the '90s, uh, at least the early '90s and late '80s, I think it was, mm-hmm. playing guitar for Michael Jackson mm-hmm. live. That's a sick-ass guitarist playing with a pop singer. I mean, sure, Michael Jackson was kind of like the dude of all dudes yeah. at that time period. Yeah. So I guess it's a little more... And because Eddie did it first, it's way more... Well, shit, Eddie did it. Then that's a green light right yeah. there for anyone. <laughs> and then you had... Uh, when he was... Right before he died, when he was planning that tour, he had... Uh, what was it? Oriamfi mm-hmm. was going to be playing yeah. for his live band. Yeah. So, like... There's there's a history of extremely talented female guitarists. Yeah. You know, making their bones with a pop act. And you know what? If if Michael was still alive and she joined Michael's band, I don't think anybody would be giving her any shit because he's Michael Jackson, he's the biggest star in the world. So, I guess in that it, when it's to that level, then selling out is okay. But this is Demi Lovato, she's not that big of a fucking star and you know whatever whatever. But um I mean, she's kind of... Like, here's the thing. She's outside of our realm yes. of, like, what we're into. Mm-hmm. She's got, like, hella awards hella. and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's kind of... It's it's easy to say, um, oh, she's not that big, mm-hmm. but she's got a, you know... 68 awards from 224 nominations. And, you know, some of those are like MTV awards. Oh, yeah. And millions and of like albums when there were still album sales. Yeah, she's she's got like, yeah, her numbers are insane. It's, she's one of those people that I don't get, you know, along with, you know, the newest one, which is Bad Bunny. And, which <laughs> I This fool sold out two nights at Petco Park. Two nights at Petco Park. And I, like, I don't even know who that yeah, guy is. And, you know, and, and his music sounds pretty much like all that other reggaeton shit, which I don't really like. So it's not, you know, my place. To, but it's just like one of those things where just, you know what? We select this dude. He's going to be huge. And Demi Lovato. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just that's what it's going to be. Yeah. So, all right. I think with Demi Lovato, there is, aside from... The fact that she's kind of outside our our realm mm-hmm. of expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the... She's kind of... I don't know if she's been having like a consistent nervous breakdown or something Ooh. for the last decade. Yeah. But she's... You know, she did that whole thing where she's like, oh, I'm non-binary. Right. My pronouns are they, them. And then she changed it. No. Yeah. I'm identifying as female again. Right. Uh, so I think there's that aspect of like dudes that just don't want to hear like yeah. 
to her, to them, she's like the ultimate, like, oh, fuck this woke. Yeah. 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 Bullshit. Yeah. And I, so I think there's that added element to it. But, you know, when you listen to the music, um, you know, because I listened and see what this was about. Like, this album she's doing, it's like a pop rock. Right. Um, like, it's like power pop, yeah. kind of almost pop punky. Yeah. So, like, it's not like synth pop or anything right. like that it's like you know she's got like a band of chicks it has distortion yeah and they're just you know and she plays a little guitar like demi lovato plays a little guitar in her live yeah. show yeah so it's like yeah that's something right so that's my take on that yeah you know the thing about it is the bottom line is you know she hasn't written any hit songs shred albums don't really fucking pay the bills that good and other motherfuckers have done it also uh, shred guitar players the only thing is is that there's not this really cool front man who's who's leaving his band and needs a hotshot guitar player or this other um metal icon that left his metal band and needs a hotshot guitar player that's not what's going on right now so she doesn't get to jump into one of those type of situations she's got to yeah. go with with what she can you know but Again, those dudes did, you know, Steve Vai did it, you know, all these dudes did it. And it's just a matter of paying the bills. And then once they did it, they got more well known, you know, then now you're now you get to play the devil's guitar player in a movie. And now, which probably wouldn't have happened if you weren't in David Lee Roth's band or, you know, now, now, um, who knows, this could open other avenues for her also. And there you go, you know, and unfortunately yeah. for her too, she got to, she has to also think about hitting while the iron's hot too, because the shelf life for, you know, female artists is not as long, unfairly so as for others, oftentimes. So, yeah. yeah. And maybe she'll write a hit song one day. I don't know. The thing is, like you said, shred albums don't really. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it's a niche thing. I know she was saying that her next album, whenever she works on it, finishes it, whatever she's going to do, she was saying that she wants to do, like, more of, like, a full band and have, like, vocals right, and everything for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, her, her niche is going to be, like, doing fun stuff for herself and then kind of being, like, a hired gun. Mm-hmm. For, that's what she's been. I mean... It's like she, she didn't write any of those fucking Alice Cooper songs. Nope. Like, <laughs> nope. She was like a sick guitarist that um, that joined the band. Yeah. And then when she got an opportunity for more money, you know, she worked it out with Alice. And Alice told her, like, hey, best of luck to you. There's always a spot for you mm -hmm. whenever you want to come back. Yep. And then in the meantime, we got the buff guy again. There you go. <laughs> Kane Roberts. Back in, Kane back in Roberts. business. Yeah. That fool was waiting by the phone. Waiting by yeah, the he phone. Yeah, he hadn't done <laughs> shit in a minute. But when he's. Hey, he's still been working out, though. Yeah, he's, but like he's that old guy. Old buff guy. Now. Yeah, it's, old guy buff. Yeah, yeah. Old, old guy buff is weird looking. Yeah. I don't like it. That it's, skin. I don't like buff old people. Like, it's. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, it's funny because I used to make fun of my ex because she like, we were talking about our pet peeves uh, and one of her pet, her pet peeves were like people that sneeze twice in a row and 
really in shape old people. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't know why. But then, like, maybe it's because I'm, like, just a little over 40 and I'm already, like, my knees and Mm -hmm. my hip and everything are tore up. And then I just see some, like, 70-year-old in his little shorts fucking jogging at 5 in the morning. I'm like, fuck you, you, dude. (laughs) Just fucking go be old, you motherfucker. Yeah. don't be buffer than me. Yeah. This shit's fucking gross. Bullshit, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the dude from Grim Reaper died. Grim Reaper was one of those bands, and we've talked about it before. Uh, it was one of those bands that, when I was young and idealistic, I just didn't like the look of them. <laughs> and I just, you know, <laughs> could, couldn't get past it for whatever reason. As it turns out, they're a pretty cool band. I mean, you know, um, heavy band, uh, Nick Bocott, the guitar player. I got to know him, like, after the fact, because he's kind of like a Randy Rhodes, um, how would you call it, expert. You know, he, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he met Randy, and he, uh, he owns, like, a bunch of uh, uh, replica stuff of, of Randy's, you know, and so... Um, so I've I've known him from that, and then uh, he, he's a good guitar player too, and then Steve Grimmett was the singer, and he's the one who died recently, and really, man, like it was universal, pretty much love for that dude when he uh, when the news came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't say I was like a big. I didn't really listen to Grim Reaper. Um, you know how we talked about, uh, you know, when we did the um, White Zombie episode, we talked about how Beavis and Butthead can fucking make you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they have a Beavis and Butthead short mm-hmm. and they're watching your mu- music video and they're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. You know, that kind of made people back in that, that time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, counterpoint to that is if you're one of the videos that they fucking clowned on, mm-hmm. you're kind of done. Like, yeah, elite, especially like you're a bit you're older than me, so like at this point you weren't like it's not like Beavis and Butthead is dictating what you're into, right? But if you're my age, yeah, and this is like if Beavis and Butthead are making fun of a video. You're like, nope, that shit's lame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and Mevis and Butthead were all on the same page with that. Because, you know, the first thing when it pops up, it's like, this guy's face sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They clowned on that dude. They just said he... And he... He's got unique looks. Yeah. Like, I mean, what are you going to say? Like, that guy fucking looked weird. Yeah. And the... It's... He was, you know, and that's you know metal for you. Like you're not gonna always get the most photogenic motherfucker, right? Uh, but he has a great voice. Yeah, and man. The songs are cool. Yep. Like when you listen to him, it's. But if you're in that time period where you took one look at someone like nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you would have heard that, if you would have heard their songs before you saw the dude, you might have had a, a different opinion. Yeah, and I know people like my brothers like this. Um, I think he's lightened up on it now. My brother didn't want to fuck with Dio at all <laughs> because Dio's fucking weird looking yeah. and small. Yeah. He's just a weird gremlin thing. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is this? I don't want to, 
And I'm like, and it's hard to be like, no, it's fucking badass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, the, the fucking funny thing about that is that the fucking, that one fucking album cover of Elf, you know, is, it's almost like, is that Dio or is that supposed to be Dio or is that I like keep saying that you know? every time I see him, I guess, is that Dio dressed as an elf? Yeah. Like, or is really he the elf? Is he elf? You know, or because that would be, I mean, he is like an elf, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, you know, I, luckily I heard Dio before I saw him and he was awesome. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because uh, I think for what I remember, the band was originally called the Electric Elves mm-hmm. and then they shortened it to Elf. But the the reason why they went with that to begin with is because Dio was fucking tiny as fuck, right. and his tiny as fuck cousin was in the band. Right. So you had these two little fucking elf looking motherfuckers in the band. So they're like, "Oh, we're the Electric Elves because we got the fucking the little Italian dudes yeah. up in our band." And then they just became Elf. So yeah, Dio was the Elf. I would have been uh, <laughs> I would have been the tall guy in that band at a whopping five six. Yeah, no, that's a fucking good feeling, though. You don't get to have that very often. When you walk into a room and it's like, oh, shit, I'm the tall one for one. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I saw the new Rhodes, Randy Rhodes documentary, and it was cool. For me to like anything that has to do with Randy is just the only thing that it needs is for me to see something that I hadn't seen before. And this thing had a few things I hadn't seen before. With the with the Randy documentaries, obviously there's only so much footage and then they can't get rights to songs and weird shit. So they rely a lot on interviews and there was more interviews that I hadn't seen, which is cool. Uh, it was narrated by Tracy Guns, who's a fan. You know, he was a he was a kid back then. You know, to where um, him and, like, Slash would go see Quiet Riot, go see Van Halen, and, you know, so he's coming at it from that perspective, which is awesome. And um, there was a few couple things that they kind of played up, and I think it's now coming out more into the public, um, is the Eddie Van Halen-Randy Rhodes rivalry thing. Because um, they have a clip of Eddie saying, well, you know, uh, because they asked him about Randy. And he said, well, you know, he's pretty good. And, you know, and at least he's honest because he he has said that everything he learned, he learned from me. And I'm like, okay, somebody got Eddie on a good one. And he said some shit like that, you know, whatever, which anyone could say anything on any day. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I really don't. I'm, I know Randy never said that. Because, I mean, Randy's been taking music lessons since he's fucking five years old. Like, that's where he learned shit from. You know? And so another, th- another funny thing that they talked about was this kid shows up. I mean, he's, a, he's an old man now. But uh, he talked about when he was a kid, he took lessons from Randy. And, you know, Randy would, like, teach him anything, you know, he wanted to learn, like, he had to learn the basics, but then at the end, it would be like, if you want to learn a riff or you want to learn something, I'll, I'll show it to you. And so the dude says, okay, cool. Here's this tape of this band that I like, Van Halen. 
could you like teach me some of the and it's just like and the and the guy who they were interviewing was just like oh man and he's like so you, you could just see in randy's face like he didn't want to fucking do these riffs to show it to him but he was like hey he's my student so i'm gonna show it to him and the dude actually had a tape of randy playing on fire and some other riff and say yeah you know it goes like this and and demonstrating it so he's not like really digging into it like if he was playing it on stage or anything but you get to hear like randy playing some eddie riffs for this kid who wants to learn and so that part that was pretty cool and you know Again, anything that comes out, I mean, Randy's one of those dudes that I'll watch anything that's about him. Um, I'm looking forward to that Dio documentary. supposed to be coming out soon. So, uh, thumbs up for me on the Rhodes doc. It's, you know, it's nothing groundbreaking, nothing, you know, must see about it. But it covers some new ground and, and the old ground pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, the vibe I get from that whole Randy... Eddie rivalry is I feel like it was more one sided Mm -hmm. Um, the vibe I get is that Eddie considered it like a rivalry Mm -hmm. I don't think Randy considered a rivalry I think Randy just thought Eddie was kind of a dick yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah and and part of that is I, I think I showed you that story where you know there's a time where, you know, it was back in the day before neither one of them really broke in. Um, Randy asked him, he's like, hey, man, how do you how do you keep your shit in tune? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after using a uh, uh, whammy bar and this and that, like, how do you how, how do you stay in mm-hmm. tune like that? Like, he's just he and Eddie kind of blew him off and basically was like, well, why? Why I, why would I fucking tell yeah. you that? Like why would I tell you any of my my shit and that's just those they had conflicting personalities mm-hmm. because Randy's a guitar teacher. Mm-hmm. To Randy, if he knows something and someone else wants to know how to do it, he's like like you said, he'll he's like, "Yeah, I'll fucking show you how to play Van Halen." To him like if somebody came to him asking how to do something, how to play something, he's going to want to give that out. Like he's going to teach you how to do that because that's in his nature. Eddie, on the other hand, at least early in life, a little bit different when he got older and he was like a legend at that point. And then he'd start Mm -hmm. doing those like guitar center fucking tutorials and shit like that. But when he was on the up and up and he kind of had like kind of the secret sauce, I guess he didn't want to fucking let anyone know Mm -hmm. how to do that shit. And that was we've talked about that before. He used to want to he used to play with his back to the audience. And Dave finally had to tell him to knock that Mm -hmm. the fuck off because it makes him look like an asshole. You know, it's like that one dude. uh, uh forgot the name of that band in the 70s because kiss always slams that one specific band that they did that shit where they played with their back to the audience because mm. eddie was like well i don't want people to steal my shit and figure out how to do my shit and dave was like let him fucking try mm. <laughs> you know yeah so yeah 
That's where, um, where I mean, in a way, I guess you can't really fault Eddie for anything that he did because the result was exactly yeah. what he wanted. <laughs> so that's so you know it worked out, and and you know, and in a different way for Randy also. But you know what, man? I mean, I think whenever you have, especially guitar players, if you have two in a at a school or in a town or whatever that are just right at that same level, there's always going to be that budding heads of, you know, who's, who's the one, you know, who's the, and so, I mean, good thing for that one, man. Cause it gave us yeah. two of my favorites. <laughs> so yeah. So that one worked out. Okay. Um, White snake canceled their tour with the scorpions which to me is a fucking bummer because first of all, it was supposed to be the last tour for White Snake. Second of all, they it's here in San Diego. If White Snake tours again, there's a good chance they'll skip San Diego, which a lot of bands have been doing lately. And also, it's it was gonna be Scorpions, White Snake, and Wolf Mother. And now it's just going to be uh, Scorpions and Wolf Mothers. So we're not getting nothing to replace the missing value of Whitesnake. So I'm going to feel like I got burned. Yeah. I mean, that's you're getting less for the same amount of money, really. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that shit pissed me off. And it actually made me think. Because, you know, so many bands are getting busted and so many bands are sticking around longer than than people think they should or whatever. Um, you know, using backing tracks and doing things. And so the bottom line is I thought about it and I thought, would I rather see Whitesnake go on this tour with like Dino Jalusic singing, you know, most of the leads while... Uh, Coverdale kind of sings along or backing track or just have them cancel the tour because he couldn't do it. And I think I would have been okay with, uh, with some Dino singing the songs and, you know, Coverdale there for what he could do or whatever, or, you know, front the thing. I think I would have actually been fine with that. Now with being them not playing, being the alternative. Yeah, I mean, I have a weird uh, rule of thumb for me is seeing a whack band is still better than seeing no band. Uh, <laughs> and mm -hmm. right, it's kind of at least if it's stuck, if it sucks ass, you got a story. You can laugh about that time yeah. you saw fucking White Snake when David Coverdale was fucking barely croaking out songs, you know? Um, right. You can, you right. know, you went and saw the fucking uh, stadium tour and you had, like, you know, Motley Crue just dragging their carcasses onto stage and well beyond yes. their expiration date. Um, that's where I joke yeah. that, you know, when one guy was like, oh, man, you never feel ripped off with the crew they always bring something new. Oh, I was yeah. like, what well, was new this time was a fucking skeleton haunted by the spirit <laughs> of Mick Mars playing guitar. Cause you told yeah, me man. the f only thing you said about that show was Mick Mars is 
fucked up. <laughs> like, he's yeah, just hunched he over, yeah. Yeah, when they came up to do the bow, he just, like, didn't move. He's just, like, he was already bowing. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, man, I'll tell you about that show. The There's something about a stadium show because there's just so many people. And you see people you know and, you know, and everyone's into it because I think, like, I don't know if you get kind of more lost in the fact that there's so many people all around that nobody's looking at you so you're more apt to just kind of let yourself go or I don't know what it is but I don't think that tour would have worked in an arena or and especially not in a you know in a smaller place because like the crowd did a lot of the work you know the well, you, yeah, you need the crowd doing the heavy lifting yeah. on that one, man. When Vince Neal's up there barely saying the words, yeah. you kind of need that. That's why, like, when we're when um, David Lee Roth got kind of got kicked off that Kiss tour, um, I was like, "Fuck it, dude! I'd rather see a shitty David Lee Roth than that fucking For painter sure. again." Like, why do I keep seeing yeah. this guy? Uh, and you know, it's like, cool, he's sick at painting, but that's not an opening act for a fucking yeah. concert. And what it was is Kiss didn't want anybody to remotely even chance upstaging mm-hmm. them. And they also wanted it to be, oh, well, they can say that they did this all by themselves. This wasn't like when they're touring with Def Leppard where you had, you know, some, you know, Def Leppard f- fans buying tickets to mm-hmm. see them and kiss fans buying tickets to see them this was kiss carrying the whole thing and they haven't done that for a while that really hadn't done that since their last farewell tour um where i mean when they did the farewell tour in 2000 that yeah obviously they had opening acts but <clears throat> it was ted nugent and skid row without sebastian bach yeah, that's, that's not selling no tickets. Yeah, the, people aren't buying tickets for that for the most. So people were buying tickets for the Kiss Farewell. But yeah, after that, they, they toured with Aerosmith and stuff like that. And then they toured with Def Leppard. And that's what a lot of these bands, as you know, say with the stadium tour, um, they're doing because the stadium tour, if you look at it, um, none of those bands individually are going to sell out a stadium. Mm -mm. But when you have the gimmick of, Oh, these are like a few of the biggest bands from the Mm eighties that are all touring together. Um, then you got something and you know, you have the, you have Motley Crue coming out of retirement to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, what Poison was on it also, right? You yep. know, Poison is still... Here's the thing. Motley Crue's a fucking gimmick. Because Motley Crue, when you look at them, they're nothing. It's not remotely what it used to be. Right. Other than maybe Tommy Lee. Yeah. Um, whereas Poison, you're still getting a, a decent enough approximation mm-hmm. of the Poison experience. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to be all spandexed out, big right. hair and everything, but 
they're all dudes that aged more or less okay. Yeah. So they don't look like old and fat and fucked up and they mm-hmm. can still go. Mm-hmm. And Def Leppard, for everything I say about Def Leppard, I'm not the biggest Def Leppard fan. Right. They sound about as good as they ever sounded. Yeah. Um. So you're kind of getting some pretty good value there. But yeah, Def Leppard's going to carry that one. Yeah. Because they can all still, still go. Yeah. So the show was cool. Poison was uh, we did we missed Joan Jett, but I've seen Joan Jett open for a lot of people, so it wasn't you know I didn't feel like I was missing anything. We got there just in time for Poison, and um, Poison was good, man. They were high energy, but you know they played during the day, so that gives you that's you're not gonna kill like the dudes who who get the light shows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so so there was that. And then it was uh, Motley, which I'm glad it was that way because I guess they had been switching off who uh, who went last. And so we saw Def Leppard go last. So that was good. Motley was, I mean, you know, there's Vince. Everybody knows all that. I'm not going to jump on him any more than, than he already has been. I'll go on the rest of the shit that wasn't that great. Uh, which was mostly the sound. the The sound was just muddy as shit, bass heavy. Uh, the snare wasn't, you know, it was like, and you need that shit. So, the sound wasn't all that, and it didn't help that fucking Def Leppard right after them sounded like they had fucking Mutt Lang running their fucking soundboard or something because they sounded like <laughs> incredible by comparison. You know, and then Motley also had where um, the cameras, they had the most smoke and the most explosions and the cameras that were uh, showing the band were mostly like zooming in and out real fast and like strobing and shit. So it was like, it was almost like they didn't want you to like see the band, you know, so Don't much. look directly at the band. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and so whenever the cameras were on something in state, it was mostly on the chicks that they have up there that sing also. So they yeah. were a big part of the show, uh, of the Motley Crue show, which they had been for the last, you know, while. But yeah, man, overall, I would say that. You know, like I said, I didn't pay for the ticket. My my brother-in-law got got me in. And, you know, I had fun. But mostly I had fun because of the crowd. Um, because there were so many fucking people. Because, like, there was, like, every chick from the 80s went back in their closet and got their old shit yeah. back out and tried to cram themselves into that shit. So that was fun, you know, yeah, yeah, that was like, that was like in some cases fun to look at in some cases, funny to look at whatever, but it was all, you know, good. So yeah, it was a good time, man. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I said it before I say it again, my, anytime I go to a concert, that's an older band. I always think of my brother when we're walking up to, um, see kiss at in chula it wasn't this last one it was with the when they're going with Def leopard mm. and him looking around he's like ah crummy old skanks <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed uh, yeah he's like i love them they're at every concert for this shit Hell but, yeah. okay 
Uh, we should probably get to our actual topic at hand. Okay. Um, okay, before we do, Wolfie Van Halen killed it at the at the Taylor Hawkins thing. I think he shut up any of these motherfuckers who didn't think he could really play or didn't think, you know, thought, oh, he's doubted that he wasn't doing the Van Halen songs by choice, right? Uh, I think he shut up a lot of people with that performance. Yeah, he shut up a lot of people with that. He shut up a... He, fuck, man. He shut up every fat dude that was like, <laughs> oh, I can't play that fast. I'm fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, up there... Yeah. Shutting fast as fuck for a big old fat man. Uh, yeah, he he's was big as shit, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like he plays just like his dad. But man, yeah. it's like it's weird because like I don't want to be an asshole and body shame. He's a fat dude. He knows he's a fat dude. I don't think there's right. anything wrong with being a fat dude as a fat dude. Nope. You just nope. don't expect a fat dude to play guitar like that. Uh, really don't. <laughs> They play you when you think of a fat dude playing guitar. You think of like some dude playing like blues riffs or blues some guy shit at a like at a in a bar band or something. Yeah, like you don't yeah. expect like, or even a famous one. Shit. You could be a fat old blues man for sure. That's no problem. Yeah, but uh, yeah, or you, but, you can be a fat shredder, but you had to start off not fat usually. Right there, you go. You just kind of got there. Um, yeah, and then you'll spend your the rest of your years trying to get back skinny. Yeah. <laughs> you got Ingve up there. Uh, there pretending you go. He's still using 20-year-old headshots. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. So, but yeah, no, it was fucking sick as hell. And it kind of, it made you wish they would have done that Eddie tribute thing and would have let him go. But they couldn't figure, they couldn't work it out. And now I think that, you, you know, you can't strike when the iron's not hot with that. Um, yeah. It kind of made me want to see uh, see Wolfgang do kind of like a side project with uh, Justin Hawkins from fucking uh, The Darkness and shit like huh. that. Because yeah. he fucking pulled it off. The, the vocal's pretty good, too. Yeah, pretty- he did. Yeah, he did. So. He had an awkward moment later on in the show when he, like, Brian Johnson was singing uh, "Back in Black," uh, 
and and uh, Justin Hawkins came and got the grabbed the mic from him, and then like seemed like he didn't know the words, so he gave it back. But it was weird. It was like one of those <laughs> things where a Sebastian Bach type of moment. <laughs> but uh, okay, so songs about metal. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. So. I didn't get into uh, like the ones I don't like or ones that I thought were metal, but are are about metal. I mean, I guess maybe like Judas Priest metal gods, you would <laughs> you would think some shit like that. Judas Priest probably has a lot of songs that you think are about metal, but are actually about sucking dick. Right, uh, that's a so, fact. Uh, Ram it so down. That's kinda, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, you uh, you know I. I um I went on Dean Del Rey's uh Twitter. This is a couple of years back, and I was just commenting because he said something about Rob Halforder, and I was commenting the the gay shit in Judas Priest is way more obvious than the gay shit in Queen. <laughs> you know, I just about and I just got dragged for fucking oh gay shit. What does that mean? Oh fucking da, 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 da. the shit about homophobic. gay stuff, right? But that's <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's nothing new. Because of that, you know that yeah, there was a lot of songs that were you know homoerotic that you know turned out to be about that in, instead of what we thought they might be about. But um, yeah, you're right. I put metal gods under my. Um, Songs that I thought were about metal that weren't. Because really, like right after that came out, they started calling them the metal gods. Yeah. And Halford in particular, the metal god. So I almost kind of, and, and since I don't sing, I don't necessarily listen to all the lyrics of all the songs all the time. I'm more into the guitar parts and whatever, whatever. So, you know, I kind of thought, oh, I'm pretty pompous of them to write a song about themselves and call it metal gods you know <laughs> but it's not about that so you know goes to reason <laughs> My uh, honorable mention, um, I decided to go honorable mention on this because uh, Steel Panther is a joke band. Um, mm -hmm. So you're not supposed to take any of their shit seriously anyway. But they have the song Death to All But Metal. Oh, yeah. Um, so I use that as my honorable mention slot because <clears throat> I can't really justify putting joke bands and gimmick bands in my proper list because they're in my mind they're not real bands singing about right. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny it's I don't know yeah it's just a song about how like you know oh death to all but metal you know everything yeah, yeah, sucks yeah, yeah. but metal 
yeah. it's like kind of a joke about those dudes that would make fun of like Nita Strauss. Like I don't think that they right. actually feel that. Right. Um So I left, I wanted to keep it to people that are really singing about this shit from their soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of trying to be funny about it. If you have any honorable mentions, now's the time. Or All right. If you want to get into any you don't like real quick. My honorable mention is uh, Heavy Metal Thunder by Saxon. And the reason is because, again, Saxon's one of those bands where... They like motorcycles and they like, so it could be also about motorcycles or, you know, the. but for me, it was important because it came out at a time when I was all about metal and some of the bands that I liked weren't, you know, Deep Purple was saying that they were closer to a jazz band than a heavy metal band. And, you know, other guys were, were you know, uh, Ozzy was saying, no, it's all rock and roll, man. And, you know, other people were saying whatever. So when they came out with fucking heavy metal thunder, I was like, fuck, yeah, fucking they fucking cl- they're claiming it. And I want to fucking like this even more because they're claiming it. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It's funny how many of the early metal bands are like, we're not metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of gets annoying when, like, all the dudes you like are swearing to God they're not <laughs> doing the thing you like. Right. Like, are you trying to fucking gaslight me, dudes? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Um, but, you know, it could be, like you said, it could be about metal. It could be about motorcycles i mean it's ripped from the line heavy metal thunder is Mm. ripped from born to be wild right which was about motorcycles right Uh, (laughs) exactly so they kind of which is what coined the the term heavy metal for most people was the steppenwolf song born to be wild right because heavy metal thunder you know yeah "Yeah, what the yeah hell yeah somebody yeah Nobody knows anymore now who grabbed that and decided that we're going to call like Black Sabbath and everything going forward heavy metal. But yeah, uh, that's where it started. So it's yeah. a good if you're going to rip a line. That's the one to do. So I'm going to do my my number five pick here real quick. And uh, that's uh, back in the day by Megadeth. OK. Um <laughs>
that's one of their I don't want to say it's one of their newer songs uh it came out in the mid 2000s um but you know it's it's a song that Dave Mustaine wrote about the Bay Area thrash scene mm-hmm. and it's just all about that you know you know talking about being in you know denim and leather and everything else mm-hmm. and um you know it's a fun song to listen to it's also like you know you know the the chorus is you know that was back in the day if you weren't there it doesn't matter anyway you wouldn't understand that kind of thing yeah so it's very specifically like a love letter to that barry area thrash scene right in the early 80s um that they you know that he came out of and basically saying like if you weren't part of this scene if you weren't there you're never going to really quite get what it was like but right it's a fun song so all right um for i'm gonna do like a three for one <laughs> Because I'm going to jump on you with two of these were probably also written by Dave Mustaine about the San Francisco scene. And those are Whiplash and Metal Militia. you know whiplash about the pit you know and all that shit really started happening up there i mean it happened in punk other places obviously but yeah. for metal that's where it started happening and another one that goes along with that is uh, metal thrashing mad from anthrax which again is a song about being in the pit um so these were uh yeah even though uh, i was like when i get drunk enough i would go in the pit and get fucked up for the most part. You know, um, I was never like, when I first started going into pits, I was too small and skinny to go. And then later on in life, I was too fat and slow. So <laughs> I, there was never really a premium time for me to get into. But I, I dug it as a concept and as a uh, rite of passage and I took part in it. And so I liked the songs about it particularly um whiplash and metal thrashing mad yeah uh you know it's kind of funny because people you know unless 
unless you were like doing that shit back in the day, I don't know what the pits are like now. Um, a pit during a thrash show is a fucking whole other level than like, <laughs> oh yeah, than like when you go to a punk show and they're doing like the circle pit mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and everybody's mm-hmm. kind of moving a circle and kind of bumping each other. Like if you're in a fucking a pit back in the you know 90s and 80s and shit like mm-hmm. that for thrash it was just like a fucking roiling mass of humanity oh yeah it was it was kind of scary like you it got is. in it and it was like it's not like you're having fun when no. you're in it that much because i was not a big dude and i would get in the pits every once in a while with like local yeah. shit and man it wasn't like that you know like i said with the circle pit everything seems kind of fun but when you get in there it's just people are just everyone smashing into each other, yeah. elbows fucking flying, yeah. and yeah. you might get punched in the face. I don't trust it. Like, because <laughs> I, yeah. I had that happen where I got into one where I tried to to leave the pit. Mm-hmm. At, it was at like the battle of the bands at my school, and there was a guy standing outside of the pit, and I left it, and he just fucking hit me in the face and like shoved me back in. And I'm like. <laughs> What the fuck, yeah. dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about the pit too. It only takes a couple of dicks to fuck the whole yeah. fucking thing up. So, cause yeah, cause you know you gotta have a, like a level of trust that nobody's gonna cheap shot you or whatever the fuck. I don't have that. I don't have that no more. Yeah. So that's uh, let's add a uh, cotton a mosh to that also. Uh, <laughs> Excelente. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, that actually didn't make my list, but you kind of fucked up because Whiplash was going to be my number two. Okay. <laughs> and there was also like Jump of the Fire was going to be in there probably, but. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. So my next one, uh, let's go to uh, my number four. Um, I was surprised that when I was listening to today, this was going to be an honorable mention. I'm like, nope, you're going on the list. Uh Venom black metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's Venom is, I don't listen to Venom a lot, but right. then it's like every time I do, I tend to really enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> you know? And it's like, and I need to listen to it a little more because they were proto black metal without having the black metal screams or, you know. Yeah. So they kind of were more just kind of a darker thrash sound right for a lot of their shit right and uh just i just was listening to it more today and then just the line you know lay down your souls to the gods rock and roll yeah <laughs> it's just a good line you know and and it's like it's a pretty fun song for venom so right uh, i'm gonna so venom's on my list with uh black metal right That was um, gonna be on my list, but 
I did. I wasn't sure where to put it because it was gonna probably end up being on my list of of songs that I didn't really like because during that time when Venom came out. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go ahead and give my little list of these are the songs that I didn't like <laughs> that are about metal. And the, and black metal is one of them. And the reason for that is because during that time, I was like, there was a lot of people who thought uh, metal was simple. Metal was dumb. Metal was, you know, some lower form of music or whatever. So when you would ha have a band where the shit wasn't recorded very well, the shit wasn't like very well in tune, you know, the fucking, the musicianship isn't, you know, top notch or whatever, whatever, that made you get lumped in with, oh, there's another one of those stupid metal bands and whatever. <clears throat> and the sound of Venom was a turnoff to me. It was just like so, like, sort of like recorded in a basement, you know, uh, and it's just it's very lo-fi yes yeah. it's very lo-fi you know and so for that reason it was it was one of it made my list of of the black of the songs about metal that i didn't like along with um anvil metal on metal because that's another one of those where just the first line he he says metal on metal it's what i crave and it just sounds like <laughs> Sounds stupid. like it's a cereal. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, oh, uh, you know, whatever. Heavy metal is great. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I just was turned off by them. I ended up seeing their documentary and I was, I thought it was cool and I'm glad, you know, and they were important to, uh, to other bands, you know, Metallica loved them and stuff. So, okay, cool. But I didn't dig it. And then the last one on my, um, don't like, didn't like at the time was quiet, riot, mental health. <laughs> 
And it was just because it was like quite right again, come to find out later, was one of those bands that tried everything to not be heavy metal. And then finally was just like, you know what? At this time, it's just what we have to be to make it. And did that and made it. And so, and the the first number one al- metal album of all time is not really that metal of an album. It's what they had to do to make it work and whatever. And so for that reason, even though I really don't mind that record, I like that record. It's just... I thought at the time, this is going to give people the wrong impression of what metal is. And I hated that because that was an epidemic at the time. No one understood it. And I loved it. So I was like assed out. You know, um, if I can throw in before you do an actual one you like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) if I can throw in a, a... I'm going to do some hard fucking air quotes of metal songs about metal. Mm -hmm. Uh, that I don't like. Uh, we're gonna have to add uh, "Heavy Metal" by Sammy Hagar. Oh yeah, <laughs> a hard rock song about metal. Yeah, that shit's like that's like rocking around the Christmas tree or Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah, but for heavy metal. to get it too into that but it's funny that that was like the title song for the heavy metal movie yeah um do you know what that song makes me think of every time i hear that fucking song because i love that movie and the mob rules in that scene in the heavy metal cartoon movie is so badass that was just like epic at the time but um but uh oh yeah so when i hear that song heavy metal it makes me think about that interview with Eddie Van Halen where he talks about how they were going to do a song for the movie Twister. And they said, but it's just going to be a song about like anything. It's not going to be about tornadoes. It's just going to be about whatever. <laughs> That's my favorite one. And he sends us, it's yeah. all tornado yeah. shit. <laughs> so he's fucking, so he's fucking, so that makes me think that as soon as they fucking told fucking, yeah, we want you to do this song for this movie. It's called heavy metal. He's like, okay, heavy metal. Hmm. It's a one way ticket. You know, and fucking it's like, I can picture the same exact thing as with the fucking tornado song. 
<laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite stories where he's like as asking about like weather facts and yeah. shit. He's like, "Why are why are you asking for this?" Yeah. He's like, and then he says the lyrics that it's all tornado <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like I specifically said. Right. <laughs> all right, my my next one on my list is a, is a twofer, and it also has no words. They have no words, and uh, the the first one is. Um, Devil's Metal by Death Angel, which is, I think, something that has gotten lost, which was the fucking heavy metal instrumental. Iron Maiden used to do them. That's why I think where other people fucking got it from. Metallica used to do them. And now it's just like it doesn't happen. And I miss them because a lot of times you could do like that was where you could get your bass player and get your drummer let them have you know show off the tightness of your band and um and devil's metal by death angel is a great example of that and i wish bands would bring bring back that especially the thrash metal instrumental and the other instrumental that i have on mine is speed metal symphony by cacophony and that's just because it's fucking Jason Becker and it's fucking Marty Friedman and fucking and there's really nothing like having fucking two shredders going fucking right after each other to fucking trying to outdo each other to fucking uh, to give me a fucking boner, I guess is what it is. So. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, Speed Metal Symphony by Cacophony fucking badass. <laughs> Megadeth still has does the occasional, uh, well at least they did um, the occasional just instrumental. Um, I don't know when the last time they had one on an album was, um, but I want to say it was around two thousand eight, two thousand nine that I remember specifically them having one. Um, and then Metallica did one on Death Magnetic, but so I thought they were bringing it back mm-hmm. when they did that because they hadn't done one in a little while, and then. Uh, Hardwired didn't have one, and I was like, "Oh, bummer." But um, yeah, that's always those are always fun because they're good. They're usually long, and you can really just kind of trip out and listen and just hear everybody do their thing. Um, so next on my list, um, I'm going with "Helpless" by Diamond Head. Um, All right, that is. 
Diamond Head has several songs about metal, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least about, I don't know, it's maybe not so much about metal per se, but it's more about how awesome being in a band is. Mm-hmm. And Helpless is one of those where, like, the entire thing is just about being fucking hyped to play a show. Right. You know? Awesome. It was it was either that or um Yeah, I forget the other one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's electric. Oh, there you go. Uh is what I was gonna say, where it's you know gonna be a rock and roll star and all that. Right. But uh yeah, Helpless uh, it's a really good one. It's one of my favorite uh Diamond Head songs. Metallica did a really sick cover of it. Um and it's just a, a fun jam. So All right. I'll just do them together. Uh, were um, one of them was one that that I found out about at the time, and the other one was a band that I found out about at the time, but I didn't hear until later. Because Exciter was a band. There was a band in L.A. called Exciter with George Lynch, but this is a different band. This band was from Canada, and. Um, we saw their ads in like Hit Parader and Circus Magazine, but basically you just had to send off your money and just hope a good album came back, you know, based on like the letters in the name or the album cover or whatever. So we didn't, we, we didn't do that. Uh, but later on, come to find out that these dudes were like pretty much kind of speed metal pioneers. And um, and the first for sure Canadian speed metal band, and so um, the uh, they had a song "Heavy Metal Maniac," which encapsulates all of that. And I wish I had gotten into them at the time, but I didn't. You fucker! Hell, I'm gonna fall through the 
Um, instead, I was into like Exodus, which I ended up not being into so much. But on their first album, Metal Command, is like a fucking uh, a clinic in fucking riffing. And uh, Gary Holt is a monster fucking as far as I think um, like obviously Hetfield for rhythm. He's like the gold standard. And then, you know, for leads, obviously you could have any fucking uh, bunch of dudes. And Mustaine's the, the dude who can who can do all the rhythms and can still do some leads. But for a, a dude that can do all the rhythms and all the leads, there's nobody like Gary Holt. He's just like, I mean, like, you know, he could just like, okay, I'm, I'll just join Slayer and just do that for fucking <laughs> however long. And then, and then, and then when it comes to, um, to Exodus, he writes everything and he like sits there and tells the singer how to sing the songs line by line. So he's kind of like the dude. But anyways, yeah, this was back in the days from the first album, uh, Metal Command from Exodus. So my number one pick after Whiplash kind of got uh, spoiled. So it's it's pretty cool that we managed to have um, t- two separate lists, even if one of my songs I liked ended up on your uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, list. yeah. Um, I think you. I would say if you listen to it, maybe listen to a live version of it or yeah. something. Um, because I feel like you probably just don't like the the, the recorded. recorded album version for sure yeah, because the song itself is right. cool and fun but i get what you're for me i kind of like the lo-fi like it yeah it's it very it sounds like very shitty quality but <laughs> that's kind of what you had to do back in the day if you weren't like a big name it is band. kind of uh yeah you made the most of it and i think they kind of leaned into that sound a little bit um but my top song and this is going to be corny as fuck uh, I wanted. It's funny because they're not a joke band, but they kind of are accidentally funny a lot mm-hmm. of times. But for my number one pick, I went with "The Gods Made Heavy Metal" by Manowar. Oh, jeez. Um, 
you could pick pretty much any song from Man of War. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> they're very they're they're about right. it, um, and they're accidentally funny a yeah. lot. Um, but honestly, as corny as the lyrics are, I'm gonna read some of them in a second. But the riff is really catchy. Um, you know, he sings the shit out of Ooh. it, and that's. That counts for a lot. That makes up a lot because Dio sings some corny shit real well yeah. sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like if there was like a meathead uh, metal national anthem, it's probably this. You know, with the you know the gods made heavy metal and they saw that it was good. They said to play it louder than hell. We promised that we would. Yeah. When losers say it's over with, you know that it's a lie. That gods made heavy metal and it's never gonna die. Right. And it's like, it's like the opposite on the spectrum of that Steel Panther song because it's like the same thing, but they mean it. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> Literally, I was gonna say uh, like where Steel Panther is tongue in cheek, and that's why they didn't make the list. Man of War is a hundred percent sincere mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, and sincerity counts for a lot with me. Yeah, there you go. And. I probably put it a higher than I actually really like it just for that fact. But there's such more than any other band than you can think of with, except maybe Judas priest because priest has been flying the metal flag. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to think of another band that flies like the heavy metal flag and has such like a devoted love 
to the concept of metal <laughs> for sure you know as man of war like they're about it and you may they they're goofy as shit a lot because of it but yeah there it's there's a charm to it and you're never bored and they, by that. they also never wavered they went all no, in no. and that's it yeah they they've been all in on this like one they, they're a one trick pony yep. but they went all in <laughs> on that one trick yep. Uh, you're, I don't think there's any Man of War ballads out there. I don't think so. And, but you know, I just, I just wanted to give them a little extra love because I make fun of them a lot. And it's like to me, it's kind of like you know, that you know the that cousin that's kind of like a weirdo, mm-hmm. but you love him, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, type of thing. That's kind of how I feel about Man of War. Like go. I. You know they they're not anywhere near my top favorite bands, right. but somehow they're they down on my list. Yeah, hell yeah! By just being so about it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, I guess that gets us to the end. Um, won't make any promises. We'll try to get back with you sooner next time, <clears throat> and hopefully with something creative and cool. Uh, until the next one, this is me, Big Frog. Me, Mike Castleberry. And we are out.